1: Now we expect to be challenged more and more as we progress in any game's story, but usually the trickiest sections are in the side missions so not everybody has to beat them. That's largely because you don't need to actually complete side content in order to hit the game's end credits, so there's no harm in putting a brutal challenge over to the side to tempt only the bravest of players. Those are the types of missions we're going to be digging into in this list. Whether because of their sheer difficulty, the time commitment required to complete them, and or their pure ability to turn a fun game into a not fun one, here are a solid handful of side missions that you should not seek out. Now, disclaimer, I know what the title says and I also know there's going to be at least one of you guys who's managed to defeat one, if not more of these missions. So let's just quietly on the side say that these are side missions most people wouldn't be able to beat. If you have been able to beat it, you can go tell your friends that just from what culture said nobody would be able to beat that mission. You look cool and I get to keep my title, okay? Let's get into the list. I'm Jess from what Culture, and here are the nine hardest video game side missions nobody beat. Number nine, No Stone Unturned, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. We're kicking this list off with an absolute classic as there's no way I would do a list about the trickiest side missions barely anybody was able to beat without mentioning the freaking stones of Berenzia. This is a collectathon side quest that defeated even completionists such as myself, who, despite being intrigued by activating it only upon acquiring one of these shiny buggers, will decide they're over it once finding out they need to find all 24, and that all 24 are scattered around the entirety of Skyrim, no objective markers to be found, and that they're often in bizarre places, like tucked on a shelf toward the back of a random Winterhold cave, or sat on a table in a nondescript locked room within a farmhouse in Falkreath. I actually booted up my Skyrim save for the first time in a whole bunch of years to see how many of these guys I got before I gave up. I got 13. 13 and 130 hours of playtime. Finishing this one early is actually a pretty great money-making strat, but I'm guessing the vast majority of gamers put it off for so long that they weren't hurting for gold when, or if, they actually finished it. If you solved this one without a guide, head right to that comment section so we can congratulate you. Otherwise, for the rest of us, I'm popping this one firmly in the too hard basket. Throwing an honourable mention in the end here for the darn Nernroot collection mission too, and I'm moving on. Number 8, One Million Roses. We love Katamari. The Stones of Baranzia quest is kind of a headache, but at least it asks you to pick up 24 of something. 24! That's a reasonable number. You know what's not a reasonable number? One million. One million, that's how many roses you had to grab in this side quest. For the uninitiated, We Love Katamari is a sequel to the sleeper hit Katamari Damacy, a 2004 PS2 game where you roll around as a very sticky magical ball called a Katamari, picking up everything you can and gradually growing in size. If you haven't had the pleasure, it's strangely addictive. One optional side quest in the 2006 sequel was to pick up one million roses, a task for which the word daunting doesn't seem to have quite enough weight to it. The stage is absolutely infamous, with players devising strategies including making sure they get 10,000 a day, to just attaching rubber bands to their controller so the ball would just continue to roll around and they could go about their lives. One player took to Reddit to say they taped their analog sticks and went away on a week-long trip, and when they returned, the stage still wasn't finished. So, yeah, I'm gonna assume the number of players to defeat this one is pretty damn low. If you do beat it, you make a nice, exquisite rose nebula, and you're thanked for your trouble, so that's nice. Number 7. Duchess and Other Animals Red Dead Redemption 2 Red Dead Redemption 2, though a fantastic experience, really isn't all that tricky, though the side quest Duchess and other animals certainly puts up an argument to the contrary. If you find you want to take a break from riding around town, being a good Samaritan, or shooting up folks who look at you the wrong way, you might find you've run into Algernon in Saint Denis. I'm betting a lot of you noped out of this stranger mission early upon hearing he needs you to grab 5 little egret plumes, 5 reddish egret plumes, 5 snowy egret plumes, and 15 lady of the night orchids. But look, if you did do his bidding, at least all of these can be found in the Bayou Noir region you're already in. Turn those in for a chunk of change and he'll give you another lengthy list of items he requires, this time from further afield turn those in and you'll be asked for even more obscure items again and again and again all told there are six lists of collection items you'll need to locate from all around the map totaling almost 200 rather difficult to find exotic items disappointingly your rewards for finally doing so are a hat albeit a pretty cool looking hat and a revolver which is disappointingly worse than pretty much every other revolver in the game bummer Some truly generous souls have now created maps of all the exotic locations, so if you do want to do this quest, you can cozy up to one of those and have less of a crappy time. But I'm guessing most of you passed on this one for being way too hard, too time-intensive, and not worth it. If you did complete this one without a map, you're a hero, or a massive fan of digital collecting and hunting, in which you do you, friend. This side mission is indisputably a pain, but I think we can all agree the hardest side mission in Red Dead 2 is... Where on earth is Gavin? Number six, getting the Venus sigil, Final Fantasy X. Ask any Final Fantasy devotee which side mission in the franchise they would never want to do again, and I bet you a lot of them are saying this one, alongside some grumbling about lightning strikes. Final Fantasy X gives you the chance to upgrade all your ultimate weapons into celestial weapons, which is absolutely something you'll want to do. But unfortunately, you can't just trade in a pile of gil for it. Possibly the most painful side mission is for Lulu's Venus sigil, which will require you to head to the Thunder Plains and dodge 200 lightning strikes in a row. As a sheer feat, this one is going to take you a good amount of time, but if you happen to slip up on your timing and get struck, you'll have to start all over again. If you're after side missions most likely to bring you to tears of frustration, this is well and truly going to get that job done. You wouldn't think it was gonna get much worse than that brutal chocobo race for the sun sigil, but here we are. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Number five, I like my monsters rare, Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2 is a whole pile of fun. Unless we're talking about the side mission, I like my monsters rare from Sir Hammerlock's Big Game Hunt, which I'm pretty sure has never heard of the concept. I think the best representation of the general dislike of this mission by Borderlands fans who are trying to hit 100% completion is from a Reddit thread kicked off by the dude trader, who uses no less than 15 capital A's in his post that reads, I hate this mission in Sir Hamelog's big game hunt. Essentially, Thirstblood asks you to kill a certain number of a bunch of different unique creatures. This might sound easy enough, especially for those who accepted the quest early, but for everybody else, locating and offing the rarer animals can be extraordinarily time-consuming and difficult. There's nothing like having to rely on good RNG to finish up a mission you already weren't enjoying. Number 4. Flying Rat – Grand Theft Auto 4 GTA gets its first but not last look-in on this list, with a mission that's not only brutally irritating, it's also a freaking collect-a-thon. Flying Rat requires you to hunt and kill 200 pigeons hiding around Liberty City. That's right, the exact same number of lightning strikes you had to dodge back in Final Fantasy X. They're as small as Well, as pigeons, they're in dumb places, that's an absolute horde of fine-feathered foes, and they're pretty damn hard to spot as a lot of things in GTA fall into the brown-gray color spectrum. I don't know how much you know about GTA, but the cops aren't exactly stoked with you just letting loose on the firearm front, so your reward for finally finding and taking out your eight-dozenth pigeon may well be a bullet in Nico's squishy bits. For your trouble, you'll get an Annihilator helicopter, which is cool, assuming you can get to its spawn point and reach its highly inaccessible helipad. Worth it. Some players also report a really fun-sounding glitch that stalls you at 199 pigeons and refuses to spawn the last one, for which I'm assuming all sorts of gaming hardware was broken. Number 3. Getting Sigma's Best Ending, Dark Souls. Saying Dark Souls is tricky is certainly not the hottest take on the internet, nor is telling you that it's NPC side quests can get kind of convoluted. But this one is not only difficult, it's also confusing! You meet Sigmaya of Katarina, otherwise known as the Onion Knight, outside Sen's Fortress. Should you want to get his best ending and ace this side encounter, here's what you'll need to execute. Ring both Bells of Awakening, get him to relocate a handful of times, kill a black knight, meet him in Anor Londo, kill off three more knights, get a ring, beat Anor Londo, make him move to Blighttown, wake him up, give him purple moss clumps, defeat a gold crystal golem who turns out to be his daughter, tell her you've seen her dad, take on the chaos eaters with Sigmire so he can prove himself, but don't let his health drop below 50%, which is exactly as hard as it sounds, especially as these things are walking toothy moors, and hey presto, you're done. Miss any of the compulsory parts of this quest and the whole thing falls apart, but if you can manage it then you're sorted. Now you get the good ending, where he, um, he dies, he, he dies anyway, but he does get to reunite with his daughter first, so that's nice. Number 2, Supply Lines, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. For a mission so brain-breaking just remembering it sends chills up the spines of gamers everywhere and the voice actor involved in it, David Cross, said he hates it, we have to turn to GTA. If you played San Andreas, then I'm betting you remember Supply Lines, the infamously difficult side mission that required players to control an RC biplane, track down couriers, eliminate them, and return to store clerk Zero's rooftop. To say this thing controlled poorly is the understatement of the century. You need to avoid crashing and you had to keep an eye on your hastily decreasing fuel level the whole time. Some gamers claim this mission brought them to tears while Kart88 wrote in a YouTube comment, whoever developed this mission had no soul. This is a mission you'd immediately save after if you did manage to pull it off. And given it's optional, no one would blame you for deciding against the aneurysm and skipping this one altogether. David Cross himself called it impossible, so it certainly needs to be on our list. If you were a GTA fan as a kid, I'm betting the phrase, Launch the Red Baron, still gives you nightmares. Number one, Queen of Cards, Final Fantasy VIII. There are few genres that revel in wasting your time as much as JRPGs, and given that Final Fantasy is a king of JRPGs, it stands to reason we have to turn back to that series for another side quest pain. I'm personally a sucker for a card-based minigame, and plenty of people adored Final Fantasy VIII's triple triad, but that adoration stopped abruptly where the Queen of Cards side quest began. The quest asks you to visit the Queen in different locations each time, and trade in unique cards in exchange for new unique ones made by her dad. But God forbid you just hand over the cards! No, you have to lose them to her in a game. And that's with game rules that she'll just arbitrarily decide on, so that will result in you probably losing a bunch of cards you didn't want to lose. The process takes ages, as she'll randomly zap to another location after each map, and the new cards that are created don't go to you, they go to NPCs spread across the game world. You'll also want to get all of this done before Disc 4, otherwise the cards disappear from the NPCs, and you'll have to try and get them off the Flaky Queen again. Thankfully, I guess she started feeling bad for you, as she does stay put this time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.